We're beginning week one of our study running up to Easter, and it's entitled The Shadow of the Cross. This is February 15th. It's Monday morning. Time for our scripture and prayer. Now, this coincides with the church's celebration of the time called Lent. Both the Eastern and Western churches take the 40 days before Easter, Resurrection Day, to prepare for the death and the resurrection of Jesus. It's essentially a long meditation on the cross of Christ. Lent begins officially this Wednesday, a day called Ash Wednesday, but we'll learn more about that along the way. Our major purpose is to reflect on the cross of Jesus, to understand why the Son of God came for us, why he died for us, and how the cross changes our world. Now here's our scripture to start this series. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved... It is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God... The world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Greeks. But to those whom God has called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Now, the cross is one of the most popular symbols in the world. You will see it worn by Orthodox priests and movie stars, famous athletes and rappers. How did this happen? What is the meaning of the cross today? Well, the simple explanation is that the death of Jesus has changed our world. But we need to backtrack to understand why and just what the cross means. Now, Paul in our text for today explains the cross was interpreted very differently by Jewish people and and the Gentile people. First, for the Jews... Paul says they were looking for signs that this man named Jesus, born in Bethlehem, was the expected Messiah. They were always looking for the Messiah, but they expected nothing like Jesus. If Jesus were the Messiah, why would he be utterly and completely defeated at the cross? They could not accept a crucified Lord. They expected their Messiah to show their enemies a thing or two and and save Israel from her oppressors. But from the very beginning, even before Jesus was born, Joseph was told that Jesus would save his people from their sins. Now, as you can imagine, this message and mission, well, they weren't palatable 
for the Jewish people. But the Gentiles were no better off. They too could not understand the cross. The great Greek and Roman stories are filled with the tales of great heroes. The defeated are quickly forgotten. Death on a cross could play no part in that picture. They couldn't see the death of Jesus as spelling the end of death's power for humanity. They couldn't see the cross as the foremost signpost of hope in our world. Now we can see why we have such a great challenge ahead to understand how Christians came to focus on the cross and to make the cross the center of their lives. That's where we begin today. Is the cross a stumbling block for you? For those of us that think that the highest value is found in unhindered success, the cross seems like an indictment of of the way that we've come to view everything, our world and, and ourselves. We have to come to terms with the fact that God brought our salvation, not in success, but in stunning, breathtaking loss. For the Gentiles, the cross was foolishness indeed. Now, when Jesus tells us we must take up our cross, that we too must live a cruciform life, a a life shaped by the cross, well, we just can't make sense of it. And this is why we need to learn about God's weakness and foolishness. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Now, as we work through this series... There will be plenty of time to apply the cross in your life. So we begin today. What strength of yours have you taken pride in? And perhaps has that strength kept you from relying on the power of God in your life? Let's pray. Father, we glory in our victories, and yet we've been redeemed in weakness and death. We take pride in our wisdom, yet your cross seems like sheer foolishness in our world. Teach us in the days ahead how to rely on you. Thank you that it was not with gold or silver that you redeemed us, but with the blood of Jesus. For I pray in his name. Amen.